You're listening to Tabletop Genesis, a podcast by Genesis fans for Genesis fans. Hi there, this is Mike. And this is Tom. And we are Tabletop Genesis, and we are here to both entertain you, as Phil would say, but also to talk about a couple things. We're talking about the road to joy and some new Genesis, new old Genesis stuff that's come to light, you know, that was in trading circles, collector circles, and is now out, I'll say officially in certain ways. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so we'll we'll get to that at the end. So we'll leave that as a little bit of a cliffhanger. Well, uh, uh, before we got to that, Mike, I wanted to ask you how you dealt with the thick black cloud that descended oof. upon Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know, maybe I'll put this out on the on the, our Twitter account or something was that I could actually from my vantage point in New Jersey yesterday because of the smoke from the Canadian wildfires. I could not even see Manhattan. I couldn't even see the Hudson River from where I was at. <laughs> it was bad. And yeah, it was yeah. bad. How about by you? Was it, um, how bad was it? It definitely looked very hazy. I mean, yes. uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I've been dealing with a cold, which is why we're kind of getting to this late. So if yeah. I sound a little abnormal more than abnormally I do, then, <laughs> then that's why. But yeah, it was very hazy here. It was very bizarre, very apocalyptic. Yes. Yeah, I I found it to be interesting in a kind of like, wow, we really are all connected on this planet type of way. And and one thing I found fascinating was that looking outside from inside, it definitely had this orangish pall to it. Mm. And then when I was outside, I went out with a mask to actually just get out of the apartment for a little bit. And the mask really did help. It cut the kind of barbecue wood fire smell a lot. And I took some pictures with my phone and looking at them outside, I was like, this doesn't look as orangey as I thought as it would on the film, on the film, on the uh, phone. And then when I got back inside, I could see how orangey the pictures actually were. So I don't know if it was just so hazy outside that even in the foot and a half, two feet between my eyes <laughs> and the phone, that the haze that you really can't see when it's close up kind of cut the the view of the phone itself you know just kind of cutting out the orangish a bit a bit so again maybe some science types out there can talk about this and but anyway that's we're we're locking this down in time a little bit more than we do with episodes usually but um but it's around a full moon and a new peter gabriel track <laughs> so since i'm bringing it back to peter gabriel let's hear a little bit of his new track for this uh this month road to joy
think of this track uh there's a lot of anticipation i think with this one and our (laughs) responses i i knew the second that i heard it that some people would be chiming in to say well are you happy yet and uh (laughs) we did get i know on we got a message from charlie neeland okay who is the host uh, co-host of another podcast that's all about uh, rock and roll music it's called oh, okay. or prog music it's called an embarrassment of prog okay was so that on you, on facebook we got that message or was that yeah on uh, facebook okay, messenger cool. uh so if you get a chance check out his podcast he, they do cover genesis but also all types of progressive rock uh but he posted a message to us he goes it seems like road to joy might hit the spot for tom <laughs> <laughs> and 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 did it hit that spot <clears throat> Uh oh! After listening to it, I I I I realized, you know, I might just be the most finicky motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything going to satisfy me? Right. You are basically getting what you've been asking for on a plate. But I remember. I think if if there if you go back to the the record, go back to the audio, let's go okay, to the video yes. tape. Right. I think we did say it would be nice to have. And I think it was your words. It would be nice to have something a little bit like this song or this song, not a carbon copy, but mm. something along those lines. And, okay. our, you know, I have a lot of opinions on the song, so I don't think I'm just going to crap course, all over it, sure. which I'm definitely not. Right. But, you know, I, I play this for two of my good friends from college, and I say, here's a new song that just came out. I'm thinking of three words. <laughs> what, what words are you thinking of? Can I guess what those three words are? Yes. Kiss that frog. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the first, unfortunately, that's what the first lyrics come out as. And I and I can't not hear back slap booby trap, cover it up in bubble wrap. Da, 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 da. Like the, uh, the, although the, that's the, all steam. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> I, but blaming, I know what you're talking about. I, I, I'm blaming that, it on. I'm blaming it on the cold. That's right. You're heavily medicated. I'm right very now. medicated. But right. Okay. So all right. So it reminds me of that part in Steam, and sure. also reminds me of Kiss That Frog. Got it. But but, but the Kiss That Frog also has. <laughs> oh, God! I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> We're keeping this in the episode. Yeah, so. uh, that's okay. I I I can make mistakes. And uh, so yeah. So it. it but. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind. Kiss that yeah. frog, and I might have had that one bit of the the lyric from Steam, that kind of same melody that 
very staccato. Da, 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 da. But there's a lot of, in in the lyrics in Kiss That Frog, also copy yeah. that. So that I'm like, okay, I've heard this kind of before. And then when it, initial impressions, when it ended, I kind of felt like that was kind of a lackluster ending. The outro mm. verse just kind of ends with him saying, alive again, in all as snake, then we jump into the lake, and then there's a splash, and it kind of ends, which I thought was a little bit anticlimactic. It was different, which you know was right. good, but I thought it was a little bit anticlimactic. So on first impression, I'm like, all right, people are going to say, aren't I happy? And <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, but I'm still waiting for that wow track. Yep. All right. And and maybe I'm maybe I'm over. You know, my expectations and, are very high. Right. Playing for time came very close. To yeah, that, that wow factor. I was going to say that felt like kind of a wow track for you, but not in a up kind of grooving kind of way. More in just a really a songwriting emotional kind of way. Right. And I've I've listened to this track several more times since then, but I w- want to hear what your initial thoughts were before I go into like what my re- re-listens were like. Sure. The interesting thing was, and I'll, I'll credit uh, David Broadbent, uh, tweeting from Australia, tweeted at us, and I think this might have been an error, he tweeted three times at us about this in se- in quick succession with the, about the Road to Joy release. And he did say in each of the tweets about, you know, immediately kind of thought of us, you know, being an up track and everything (laughs) and said, you know, dubbing it, kiss that fraud part two. And so that was already in my head before I heard the track, but I think I would have pretty immediately would have thought, oh yeah, this is very kiss that frog ish on hearing it, which I'm okay with. It, It didn't, it didn't bother me. I was because I really liked the groove of this and I really liked the feel of it because it is very different from the rest of the tracks that have been released so far. So that's been my credit to this at this point that I really I've really enjoyed it. And maybe because I was just like, hey, it's it's a happy track. It's an up track. And I'm I'm kind of bathing in that in that joy of it. And yeah, it's it's similar to Kiss That Frog, but I always like Kiss That Frog anyway. So if you're going to do a, a copy of a song, I'm okay with it being a copy of a song I like. And I know that Kiss That Frog, I think, has a mixed reputation, maybe. I don't know if it's people's favorite off of that album, but I've always liked it. It's the, okay, I, I pulled it up. It's Splash Dash Heard Your Call bring you back your golden ball. Right. All right, that was horrible. But that's the <laughs> that's the kind of the meter that I was hearing right. when I was hearing love calls through the walls, won't slip wherever it falls. Like it was mm-hmm. very similar. And that was initial listen. Right. I sent it to my friends. They're like not very interested. They thought it was very plain. <laughs> I... I listened to it many times since then. It has grown on me a little bit. Yeah. I do like that it's a happy track. Yeah, I like that the the cover is a playful fuchsia or whatever mm-hmm. pink that is. I'm slightly color deficient, so I'm I couldn't tell you exactly what it is, but it's a great cover. It has a fun beat to it. I do really like that, like violin plinking. Is that what yeah, it is um... in the background? That's followed by like that guitar strumming that reminds me of fame by david bowie sure. a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah there's definitely 
more from watching the full moon video, there's more strings in this than I realized. And so yeah. that may be some, some of, uh, some of that going on. So a little bit of a cat fight going on here. So, uh, I don't know if people heard that cat hiss, but it's not about the music. It's about cats not liking each other here. So the, um, yeah, I, I really like the detail of this mix. Like, I think this, there's something about the clarity of this and the production of all these tracks that I've actually really enjoyed. And I enjoyed it on this one also. Yeah, I, that's the sound of it was great. I love the production. I know that he mentioned Brian Eno again and that yeah. Brian Eno brought in, again, I, I'm blanking on the name, but the uh, person to play. Oh, the trumpet like, player, yeah. Well, the trumpet player and the person and the who's playing a little, little bass keyboardist yes. to add a little funk to it. And now right. in concert, there's a little bit of like a, back and forth between him and Tony Levin, right. uh, which would be fun to watch. The trumpet, I, I'd have to listen to it again because I, I know that he had mentioned the trumpeter being in this song before it was released, but I think I expected it to be more prominent than maybe right. it is. Yeah, it's not a solo or anything like no. that. It's definitely kind of carrying what, it's not really carrying the melody. It, it's almost a strong background instrument, if that makes sense. Yeah, so overall, yeah, I, I do enjoy it <laughs> I, I, i'm not gonna rain on its parade i'm happy that he's doing something happy and a little upbeat yep i'll have to read the lyrics and study them a little bit more but did you watch the video and hear big gabriel say that it's about sex but a little bit more did you hear did he, i hear like that he right? said he said something like it's it's not just joy meaning sex it's about happiness in general and I think people kind of zoomed in on the sex aspect of it <laughs> without just thinking that it's it's about this story about somebody kind of, you know, who's been in this locked in state and they're being released from it. So there's just the joy of being alive almost, uh, which I think Gabriel would say sex is a part of that. Tell, uh, if we're talking about Kiss That Fraud, I always had my long-term theory that Kiss That Fraud is about oral sex, but <laughs> but that's, you know, read the lyrics, people. See if you think, you know, see if you see if you agree with me. Probably not. But um, but yeah. We'll, I, you know, I, we'll, when we talk about Kiss That Frog, we'll either talk about how great it is or we'll rib it to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you very much, everybody. So... <laughs> The, uh, oh, you know, you can be Kermit that day and right. uh, we'll go from there. The, um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this track and would, I would actually like the next, again, we're getting what we want and then we want yes. more. I want the next track to be another, another happy track. I want it to be, I don't want this to be the only happy track on the album. And happy is a very broad word. And I, I use that to mean kind of, you know, kind of a groovy song, a happy song, a, a song that, you know, doesn't necessarily have a deep, deep meaning to it. Even even but but I think that Gabriel is much more interested nowadays in writing things that have a deeper meaning to them in general. Even this happy song is about it's a part of a story. It's a part of something that is you know not meant to stand on its own i was intrigued that he said that this new story that he's thinking of actually does incorporate some older tracks like here comes the flood yeah I think you mentioned that as a track that would be part of that which was also originally part of the mozo story that he was coming up with for eons that never really developed into anything so 
Yeah. We'll see that in like 2036 or something. Exactly. You know, there's going to be <laughs> sooner or later, all these projects will come to realization. When we talk about happy and joy, that is just a whole aura of something around these shows that I kind of miss because you look at the So Tour, you look at the Us Tour, there's a lot of bright colors, there's a lot of in the lights, in the outfits, you know, in, when he was wearing that kind of like African robe, maybe with all the yeah. brightly colored and dancing around with Yusinda Door. And then in the Us tour, uh, he's got like the hand Solo vest with like the white <laughs> shirt. And he's, there's a lot of dancing and the trees there and it's very up. And then darkness came <laughs> literally and figuratively in 2002 with Up. Everything is black now on the stage. On this tour, everything is black. Right. They're all wearing black. They're all wearing, like, I just want some happiness and a splash of color, <laughs> and I, w- I want that back. And that, that's where I think I'm more, like, I, I, I want to go and have a good time and, and not have it be like a funeral. And I know it's not. <laughs> I know people are probably yelling, but I just, I miss that joy that was, like, all around the stage. Like, when you when they were doing right. Shaking the Tree or even the in your eyes, like it was like just a glow of happiness coming from the stage. And I just, right. I, I hope they do enough of the songs this time around to bring that joy and fun to yeah. the crowd. And I guess they are, I haven't re- looked at any reviews, but you know, he he never disappoints. I also say yeah. that. And, and I haven't, it's funny. I've, I've avoided spoilers myself in general, as I think we had a discussion semi recently about that. And I'm not seeking them out, but I'm also not shying away from them. And I've seen some things online, but it seems like, you know, pictures I've seen that Tony Levin has posted, it seems like the crowds are happy, which is great. And it seems like the band is having a good time out there. And I think that, you know, Gabriel even talked about it on the full moon club, the full moon video that they're, you know, fine tuning things in the set, making sure things are sounding the way they want it to. So there's a lot of, you know, positivity coming around the show. And I think that, you know, that's a happy band and a happy Peter means a good show overall. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And I just, I, no matter what he does, I love seeing the camaraderie up there between him and, David Rhodes and Tony Levin when they're all, you know, he just, I think it was him or maybe it was Tony that just posted a picture of them, the three of them in 1982, Ah, 1983, and then one in 2023. Right. Like that's crazy that you guys have been together for over 40 years Yeah, and you're still rocking it out on stage, having a great time. So, I mean, that's, I'm really looking forward to that. And it said some of these songs that maybe coming across as again as we've said before we don't know what the final version of these that are going to be on the album is or how these are being played in concert like is road to joy being played even brighter than the bright side mix that we've gotten yeah it'd be interesting to hear what a dark side (laughs) (laughs) right yeah version of this would be yeah well i was also really happy to see i think they had a manu kache doing the drums for this on the video yeah for the full moon video and he just looked so happy playing the music and i really enjoyed that aspect of seeing the mute that joy you know from creating this coming through 
in the performance also, because again, a happy musician means, you know, hopefully, you know, happy music or, or at least music that, you know, reflects the excitement that the musicians are feeling with it. So, so yeah, so overall I was very, very content with this. Content. Uh, That's a good, that's a good word for it. Although speaking of Twitter. Yes. And now you have some of the comments. Yes. Did you see what that one person said about the number of tracks on the album? Yes. Uh, let me uh, let me let me get to some of these other yeah. comments specifically about the song first. Uh, and part again, Twitter names can always be a little bit strange. <laughs> so, uh, Shingaus, S H I N G O U Z, it says, "I like it, but the fact that the verses are so close melodically to kiss that fraud bothers me a little." After the first two lines, I find myself singing, come on, come on, come on, come on, you know, <laughs> so they're feeling, again, they're feeling that kiss that frogish uh, aspect of things. Uh, we've got, do, 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 do. let's see, scrolling through Twitter, you know, actually, yes, Floris Swan, F-L-O-R-I-S-S-W-A-A-N, said yesterday I had the honors to hear the question, whole question mark album, 11 songs. Most of them I really liked. So I wonder if I didn't want to follow up too closely on this, but I wonder if he heard 11 songs in concert or if it was, if he actually heard an advance of the album somewhere. So Floris, let us know the context of that. MM Matthew and a bunch of numbers says, love it. Funky enough for you too, which I, I, I find it. <laughs> I got a real kind of, chuckle out of the fact that people are not necessarily invested in what we think about this, but just that we must've talked about this enough that people are really like, Oh, this is kind of what we've been asking for. So I I think that's a subtle uh, request for us to stop our bitching. Exactly. So (laughs) will we, well, we'll figure that out. So funny enough for you too. please talk about how fantastic PG's voice is on all the new songs. Hoping it will be the same live, especially in London on 19th June. I think we have talked a bit about the vocals, maybe not as much as we should, but I agree. I think his voice has, you know, sounded brilliant on these recordings. Yeah, it's it's very clear. It's strong, uh, soft when it needs to be. Like when you talk, uh, you know, a song about a song like this and then a song like Playing for Time or yep. some of the quieter ones. Yeah, it's just still fantastic to hear that he's got this kind of vocal range still at 73. Yeah. Ian ID haircut eight says so far, it's my favorite from this album. Finally, one I was looking for when it comes to feel sound and energy. So Ian, you're, you're part of the tabletop club here with Tom and I wanting more energy. Michael Shore, longtime fan of the podcast just says to Tom, get well, because I mentioned you feeling under the weather. So Michael, thank you. Thank for you. Along those good comments. Let's see. And I think, oh yeah, I know what I like. A Millennials uh, Genesis podcast, which is, I think we've mentioned this other podcast that just started up uh, about Genesis from some younger folk out there says, it's great. It's energetic. It sounds like joy. It sounds like a single. Makes me very happy. So we agree with you about that. And Ian came back and said, it's giving me serious Kiss That Fraud vibes. This is now the song I'm hoping he does live in Detroit. I... I can't imagine that this would be a song that would be dropped from a live set. Just <laughs> no, I think this is yeah. this will get. Doesn't it? Like even the these happy songs, like they're not crowd singers. Like there's right. not like big sing-alongs because people don't know them unless yes, they're like right. 
heavily invested. So the casual yeah. Gabriel fan might go in because they're looking for the older stuff and they love so, but it's a possibility that if there's a casual, they they may not have heard any of these songs yeah. released so far. Yeah. Unless they've actively sought them out. Yeah. The final comment uh, is from Jay Miller, who says, I quite like it. Definitely in the Sledgehammer family, closest to Kiss That Frog, and maybe Big Time, especially the outro. Yeah, I, you mentioned the lyrics in the outro, that kind of rhyme of lake and and something else in there. And I was so hoping for like a final rhyme with that ache sounding to it. So like lake, make, fake, you know, that type of thing. But then it just it does end kind of suddenly. So, again, will that be how the track ends live? Who knows? But we'll find out come, you know, September-ish time. So, so yeah. So I think overall, I, I would say in the, this is now the sixth track yes. that's come out. I'd say it's in the top, top probably three for me. But I would have to think a little bit more about where to rank it in that in that category. So I'd say about third or fourth, possibly okay. middle of the pack. So yeah, middle of the pack. Yeah. All right. And if there are 11 tracks on the album, this could be, there's still, again, if that's the case, there's five more to go. Uh, will we get them over the next course of the next five <laughs> months? Or will there be an actual album release at some point of all these tracks, the remainder of the tracks at once? Well, it's still an open question out there. I haven't heard that answered anywhere. And I was wrong again, because I also thought that once the tour started, he would stop the monthly releases. Yeah. But it looks like he's, uh, which I'm happy about, he's yeah. still going forward and releasing them every month. And this last Full Moon video he actually did from Hamburg. Right. You know, during the tour uh, or, you know, while he was setting up for that show. So it's great that he's, and if you watch that video, it's funny because there's a roadie who like kind of <laughs> is hanging in the back for a second and he looks I, over and sees the camera's like, oh shit. And then he like quickly goes off screen. I was just going to bring that up. I kind of really liked that roadie who kind of sees that he's on camera. Then is like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be here right now. Yeah. So, you know, that I would say, you know what I'm curious about if anybody out there is going to shows. Uh, take a picture of the merch table and, and tweet yes. it at us or something. Yes, I'd be curious you. to see what T-shirts or other stuff are available just for Thinking Head because I haven't seen anything like that online yet at this point. So um, so table toppers, get on, get on that if you're uh, going to these shows in Europe or if you've taken pictures already of maybe even yourself in a T-shirt or something like that. You know, Feel free to tweet it at us. I'd be very curious to see that. That I don't mind seeing, so I, I right. don't care about being, you know, show, show me the t-shirts, show me the programs. Right. If you can include the, the prices for them, I'll know what, <laughs> how much how much money to bring. Right. So as long as the t-shirt isn't a screen capture of the set list, you just don't want uh, <laughs> don't want that. But that's who usually... would ever who would ever put the set list on a t-shirt? That's just insane. <laughs> that is crazy. So <laughs> nutty stuff. So so. I think that wraps up our track discussion of the new track. So now we're going to go back in time to see some Midnight Special.
There was a show back in the 70s into the early 80s called The Midnight Special that showed live, I won't say concert footage, but live performance of songs in their studios, I guess, from different bands of the era. And Genesis was one of those bands in 1974. They did two tracks. They did Musical Box, a slightly edited version of Musical Box. Yes, yeah. and, uh, And Watcher of the Skies. And those... They've been circulating in in bootleg circles for a long time. You can probably find a lot of older versions of that. I think I think I have a VHS tape. Yeah, with, yeah. With a version on it. I'm sure it's <laughs> out there somewhere. And so the new thing, they must, they're really whoever owns the rights to all this stuff is now putting it out on YouTube as kind of a midnight special collection. And there's been a lot of interesting stuff put out there. A lot of Bee Gees, a lot of, you know, <laughs> Jim Croce and, and the, you know, I saw a couple uh, Fleetwood Mac things and Ted Nugent and there's, um, some Kiss. Yeah. Some, there's some Steely Kiss, Dan. Yeah. There, there's and some, a couple, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say some stand up comedy, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Steve Martin. I watched and, the George Carlin. Okay. For, if you're looking specifically for progressive rock, I think King Crimson yes. is featured in a couple. Yep. Uh, Easy Money and... And uh, Larkstone is part two. Yeah. Part two. I just yeah. watched those the other day. But we're not here to talk about any of those, <laughs> although we certainly can. We wanted to talk about the two Genesis tracks. As one comment, I think in an article actually came out in Louder Sounds. Okay. That's saying like any previous bootleg copy of this is kind of obsolete now, oh, which yeah. is true because... It's another one of those things where, like, I saw someone sent me the link, and I'm like, okay, I've seen this. I've seen the yeah. midnight special. Like, I've, you know, I don't need to watch this again. And as soon as I click play, and like Peter's face in crystal clear, yeah, visual makeup came up. I was like, whoa, this is different. And yeah, it's uh, definitely 1970s video right. style, but it is the best 1970s video stuff I've seen in eons. I mean, they, I assume they're just taking 
the master tapes they yeah. must have and digitizing them, maybe cleaning them up a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, anything that came out before is obsolete. And they did, I did some reading up on this. It looks like they did, well, obviously, two sh- two songs, Musical yep. Box and Watcher. They recorded it on December 18th, 73. Okay. I think just right after their shows at the Roxy. Ah, okay. Because they did six shows in yeah. three days at the Roxy. Right. I think they did two shows a day for three yeah. days. I, I've read different things. One is that it aired two days later on the 20th of December and that the actual January time print on Midnight Special is wrong, hmm. which seems weird that they would get it wrong. But either way, yeah, it was probably taped in December, whether it aired in December or right. January, who knows. But yeah, this this was a show that, unlike a lot of other shows, I'm thinking of like Top of the Pops, yeah. where you had to mime. They would play right. the backing track and you would mime along to it. Yeah. This they they I think really wanted to feature these acts performing live. Right. Yeah. And so they would record them. Uh each episode was around ninety minutes. I think it aired after the Johnny Carson show on Friday sure. nights. Okay. I wasn't around. I didn't watch the show. I was born in seventy one, so <laughs> Right. Yeah. I was, was ten by the time the show ended. Yeah. And uh, and it so, wasn't yeah. like the stuff that if you were staying up late, there was I mean, those nights where you might have stayed up late, it wasn't something as a you know six seven eight year old that you were looking for for the most part so right i was asleep by 12 30 on a friday (laughs) exactly yeah and and so i was really impressed to see it and i just i would love to see you know both kind of some information about how they did restore this stuff whatever they did for it but also just like if if anybody out there saw this when it first aired maybe this was some people's in in the u.s at least first exposure to genesis because oh sure yeah because they certainly weren't a huge band in the u.s at that point so seeing somebody like gabriel on there and the rest of the band but especially gabriel with the with the makeup and the and the outfits would have been surprising i think i (laughs) it probably shocked a lot of people who you know after a long week friday at one o'clock in the morning seeing this guy in bat wings right Maybe they thought they were just smoked a little too much and they woke yeah. up next morning. Did I see what I thought I saw? Right. <laughs> and it was before you could just, re- I mean, early 70s, early to mid 70s, that was pre having VCRs at home. Oh, yeah. So, you know, unless they re-aired it, there was no um, no seeing this again. And so, yeah, I, I just thought, you know, I, I saw some people... Tr- rightfully so saying online oh like it doesn't cut to steve during the solos or it does shows you know mike or when tony's playing and stuff like that and these cameramen didn't you know they probably had if they even had one run through before they saw this <laughs> and there yeah. was or even just one listen through of the music that you know they were not experienced in knowing the tracks like we do nowadays and knowing what people would focus in on i actually thought for the time that they did a pretty decent job of focusing in on what was important in that moment of the song. So sometimes they stayed on Gabriel a bit longer, but I get that Gabriel was the visual focal point too. Right. How could you not? You people filming this, the director's probably never seen anything and they're like, Oh, keep it on that guy in the middle, you know, right. the guy wearing the old man mask, you know, don't cut from him. And occasionally like I'm happy when all of a sudden it shows Phil doing a film yeah. or, or Steve doing a run. Tony can, it's so clear. I, I did a comparison. You could actually like almost read the labels on the, on the keyboard. Oh, yeah. On, yeah. Like, like what it says on each. I'm like, man, this is good. Yeah. And just seeing, you know, but 
how into it they all are playing it. I mean, Steve has said in interviews that that selling England tour was like, he thought they were the best band in the world at that point. <laughs> and seeing something like this makes you go, yeah, I can see that. That's like, he had a valid point in believing that. And yeah, this was, I think towards the end of their selling England tour yeah. and they were just, uh, they had it down. Yeah. road. I mean, they, they were, they were in full, uh, full, like a machine. Yeah. And, and I appreciate that. Yeah. They probably had to, you know, I don't know if they played the musical bots without kind of the, the second verse in there and the flute solo bit, um, before getting into the heavier bit, but, and there was a part at the end of that where I thought like, Oh, I wonder if they splice two performances together of this, because right before it goes into like that, like it's, it almost felt like the volume level was like, oh, did they, are these two different performances? Do they, they do two takes of this? And, you know, they messed up on the second, on the first take, so they did a second one. But I don't know, that could just be me reading into this stuff too. So um, well, if, but, if I have to, have to, if I have to watch it again, I yes. can think of worse <laughs> things to do. Exactly. So, but, but yeah, I think it's being a Genesis fan and having access to this now for free on YouTube, if you have an internet connection, you can watch it it's well worth seeking out and watching and, and looking for some of the other thing, things on, um, on that midnight special too. You had mentioned the King Crimson stuff that I just watched. I watched the Bee Gees and, and Chuck Berry do Johnny B. Good. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, that's not something you see every day. So, and it was pretty fun. So it's like, you know, there's, there's a lot of just random performances out there that you can catch. And I'm sure there's going to be a bunch more coming down the pike. I don't know if, um, if what other bands were on there that haven't had anything released yet, but it'd be very cool to see what continues to be released there. And these, uh, as the time we're recording this, these two Genesis performances, they didn't come out together, but they came out within the same week and yeah. only about a week ago. Yeah. And I think most of the stuff I was looking at, like when it came out or was posted on YouTube appeared around the, about two months ago. Okay. So I think most of the, clips are within the past six months so i'd say maybe in the beginning of 2023 is maybe when they started right and there were 450 shows okay i think around that so you're talking about and and they don't they don't have a lot of full episodes i would love to see like a full episode they have maybe a dozen or little but if you have let's say three or four five acts per show yeah times 450 i think they'll probably be releasing these throughout the end of this year yeah unfortunately i don't think genesis ever appeared i would think maybe they'd have them back in the late 70s but yeah i i think this was their only i again i'm i'm 99 sure this was their only (laughs) appearance but yeah it's it's too bad they never appeared again or that even like i think it went into like 80 81 and so it's Phil didn't have a touring band at that point, but it was just there on the cusp of things. But like Peter and Steve, I don't think ever appeared on the Midnight Special either. No, I didn't see them um, among the the list of yeah, artists. Right. But there's still, you know, like I said, there's plenty of neat stuff out there that if you're just a fan of music in general, you know, just scroll through it and be, and look for things that look interesting. Or I watched the, on the comedy piece of it, I watched the Steve Martin performance from 1973 and it was kind of like before Steve Martin really became big in 75, 76, yeah. where he was just like, oh, here's a random comic. 
And it was like, like he definitely was Steve Martin, but it was before he was playing like to 10,000 seat arenas and, and just that attitude to him. And I do want to watch the George Carlin stuff and the, and the Richard Pryor stuff. And I think there was a Freddie Prince, um, one on there too, who I'm not as familiar with, but I know that he was, you know, very big in that kind of seventies era. So yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. So, so seek out the Genesis stuff. There's so rarely good video of Genesis out there from that era. There was, you know, the Shepherdin film from the selling England tour really, I mean, some random TV stuff from before then, but nothing of this, nothing of this quality i don't think and so it's it's well worth looking at yes definitely check that out it's well worth it i think that wraps it up for this episode do you have any final thoughts tom or did we cover everything that uh that you wanted to chat about today uh i'll just make a promise that even though i might not have gotten my wish list song (laughs) it was close enough and i won't be bitching anymore about what i want i'm just happy to get a new gabriel song in july yeah and looking forward to the tour in September. Yeah. And like I said, like I think we said before, I think it, it is just that I want a diversity of moods on this album. And yes. this definitely shows that it's not all serious panopticon, the court type of tracks, which I like, but that, you know, it it's great to have a variety from Peter. So, so Peter, thank you for this music. Thank you for still making music at this point. And yeah, we'll look forward to what's coming next month and everything. So, so this is Mike. And this is Tom. And we are Tabletop Genesis and we'll see you next time.
listening to this episode of Tabletop Genesis. Archived episodes can be found at tabletopgenesis.com, along with updates, polls, and various other podcast-related news. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes to have the shows automatically downloaded to your computer when we post new episodes. To keep up with all the Tabletop Genesis activity, follow us on Twitter at Genesis Tabletop. You can like us on Facebook by searching for Tabletop Genesis, and you can email us directly at genesistabletop at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the podcast or send us questions we can address on future episodes. Jump!